are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. All right, so what should our... Uh comeback soundtrack be <laughs> Starman? I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm, so what do you think our, do you think our show is uh, <laughs> the boys are back in town show or is it a, a Backstreet's Back All Right show or is it, um, you know, all those songs about people coming back? Huh. What, what are we? <laughs> I am recording. I know you are. I don't know what we are. <laughs> um, who else? I can't think of any songs about people coming back. Guess who's back? Back again. Shady's back. Spooky's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> Shit. Well, that's going on Twitter. Except we're not. We are. We are not Slim Shady in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. Nor are we sure we are fully back yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna I mean, try. I'll probably bank a few of these and hold on to them until mm-hmm. we can have yeah. a few weeks of yeah. successive episodes. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> we sure are trying. We're just fuckers. We're just a couple of fuckos. 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 I don't know the soundtrack. I really want to say we're the Boys Are Back in Town podcast. Hmm. But I don't know for sure in my heart. It's not up for us to decide. True. We need to make a poll. (laughs) (laughs) We backstreet's back or we boys back in town. Have you heard that, um, that video that's like someone overdubbed backstreet's back, but they turned all the, like, yeahs, like, really mediocre, not mediocre, but, like, lackluster? No. Like, all the yeahs and all right, so it's like, backstreet's back. Alright. <laughs> Me. Maybe that's what we are. We're that, we're that very specific... <laughs> that very specific redo of yeah. Backstreet's Back. Yeah, just like we're all the recorder versions of songs, too. <laughs> True. <laughs> Am I original? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Am I the only one? Yeah. yeah. Am I sexual? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I everything? Okay, we're gonna get sued if I say anymore. Know, I didn't know you knew that much in sync. I didn't know I knew that much of that either. <laughs> I was like, how far is she gonna go? <laughs> uh, am I a podcast about the Twilight Zone? You gotta rock your body now. Ah. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, now we're just Backstreet's back, so. Alright. Like, every version. All of them. Across the board. I didn't even start the show yet. I know. We were just talking about Backstreet's Back, alright. Yeah. Backstreet's Back, alright. Why do we make this show? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to not make this show anymore? No, it's just because of all the interruptions. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know. That doesn't come come across in the final product, though. I work my editing magic. Welcome 
to the spooky spot. Spooky spot's back, alright. Now with 50% more dog noise. <laughs> but 100% less cat noise. Mm-hmm. 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 Was there any cat noise? Not really. No. It was like once or twice the cat got up against the microphone or we yelled at the Compl- cat. No, com- 100 less... 100% less cat interruptions. 100% less, yes. That's it. Because sometimes they would fight or something. Yes. Yeah. Or they'd go scratch a box or something. We never have to hear that box scratch ever again. Blessed. <sighs> R.I.P. in peace. Box scratch. <laughs> Alright, so here at the spooky spot, my name is Jess. I'm Liz. Uh, and we're watching the Twilight Zone here on this podcast. <laughs> Love that rod. Um, <laughs> love that sterling. Love that sterling silver rod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, first off, thanks everybody for sticking around. Sticking around for what? By the time this comes out, was probably a month long hiatus. <laughs> Our bad. Whoops. We're we- fuckos. We had to move. Yeah. We were moving. We were doing whatever. I forgot how to produce a podcast and that I had to take notes for something. <laughs> so I just didn't do that for like three weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to watch the episode? Oh, I should finish uh, my notes. I have to finish my notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to say at the top of the show. No. No. All right. Today, the Twilight Zone episode we watched... Was lucky number thirteen. The four of us are dying. Same. Literally, my notes say parentheses. Same. <laughs> oh my god! You put it in your notes. It's in my notes. God. My my notes are a work of art to uh-huh. themselves. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I delete them after the show though because I don't need to keep them because I'll never show them to anybody. Um, you need that for archival purposes. You know, like songwriters can just whip out a piece of paper. And <laughs> check all my old demos, man. And mm-hmm. that turned into an accent. That wasn't originally <laughs> one when I started that sentence. Uh, nah, I, I don't keep them. Nah. Nah, man. It's already been 13. Fuck them. <laughs> Basically. Fuck them. And I know you want to hop in? I'm already in. <laughs> You're already balls deep in the spotlight. Get in so. the water! Um... Yeah. Alright. So, uh, this episode opens up on a, a city. We see a skyline and, you know, city things. And then some ultra-Dutch angles. Maybe she won't pant because she's going to sleep. Maybe. Maybe she will pant. Because she's a dog. Because she's a, a hoot-doog. We've discussed the hoot-doog before. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers our good old OC Hoot Doog. <laughs> that's not an OC that's living and breathing right there. No, he's a good old Highlander <laughs> werewolf vampire, whatever the fuck I said he was. Yeah. Uh, bless him. Bless Hoot Doog. Also bless the hot dog that's now sitting in the room. How loud is that? It's ambient noise. Okay. If we talk enough and I cut out enough space. It's my ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to our ASMR dog panting. <laughs> okay, but 
I'm gonna TMT and I'm gonna make millions. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna start the episode yeah. over again. We're just, I'm just gonna restart describing what this episode is. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. All of us are dying parentheses same. <laughs> Editor's note, she added the parentheses. Yes. <laughs> episode might just be called parentheses same. It might, yeah, it might. Unless we think of something else. Unless we come across something better, I don't know. So we open on a city, uh, and we get some ultra-Dutch angles of some floating neon lights. Perfect. It's so good. They're just everywhere. They're all over the place. They're basically the sky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it is in New York City, yeah, man. They're yeah. everywhere. The big city, man. The big apple, man. Man. The big neon apple. Same. <laughs> So there's a there's a man walking in this heavily tilted world. Um, Every everywhere out everywhere outside is Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere outside is Dutch. At least in the beginning, I think in the the latter half when he's running down that alley, it's it's a straight shot. Except for the yeah the alley, but like everything, every other shot outside is basically Dutch. Yeah, because it's a crooked city, man. Man, man. So this man's walking with a suitcase. This man. <laughs> This man, this man, walking with a suitcase, and he goes to the hotel real, which we'll see the neon sign up multiple times. You know, because it's a real hotel. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's right there on the street, and it's real. Shit, man, it sure is. Yeah, that that was their slogan for a while. <laughs> Shit, man, it sure. Is. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd go to that hotel. <laughs> As he checks in, the the narrator comes in here, and he explains that this is Arch Hammer, which sounds like a fucking fake name, or a porn name. (laughs) Does Arch Hammer not sound like a porn name? Well, there's an actor I really like with a very similar name. Oh, you mean Army Hammer? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Armand. 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 Armand Hamar. Armand Hamar. Army, yeah. The old army hammer, but Arch Hammer, though. Archie Hammer. Archibald Hammer. I, yeah, whenever I hear Arch, my mind just instantly goes to Archie, and I'm like, God. Archibald Hammer. <laughs> God. He sounds like some really bad weightlifter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was in one of his many uh, jobs that rod lists that he had. Yeah. Including a trucker and a part-time bartender and a con man, which is a legitimate job. Yeah. Done. Narration explains that he is a cheap man, and this was a thousand billion years ago, but was Renard also described as a cheap man from back in the the Clairvoyant Old Man episode? In, you know, in that list of burns that Rod gave him. Uh, cheap? Was cheap one of them? Um, I don't think so, but I think he said something else similar to it. Yeah. You know, just another scumbag, essentially, is what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I think he, I think Rod focused more on, like, the jerk aspect in the Clairvoyant Clairvoyant episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are we recording a podcast when I can't talk today? (laughs) I mean, that's, it literally hasn't ever stopped us, ever. What's that word I couldn't say earlier? Extravagant? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) Fair enough. Mouth didn't want to work anymore. 
the cheapness of this man goes beyond his clothes or anything else. It's and his soul. It's a cheapness of mind and a cheapness of soul. His soul. It's it's also a good burn. Like I think, yeah, cheap is just a really specific. It evokes a very specific type of man, and especially back then. Yeah. And if you were cheap back then, when everything else was already cheap, like damn. Damn, you're cheap as hell. Damn. <laughs> the narration continues, and we see Archie. I don't Archie Arch Arch like Arch Hammer Hammer just Hammer Hammer the Hammer. We see the Hammer, which gives him way too much cred. Oh, true. Yeah, we can't. he's a scrawny dude. We see Hammy. Ha- oh, fuck. <laughs> we see Hammy. We see Hammy uh, shaving and smoking a cigarette. At the same time. Yeah. Like, that's such a trend back then, and I'm like, guys, stop it. It's back when men were men. And, and they... they couldn't not ever stop smoking. Yeah. God. <laughs> the narration tells us that, uh, Hammy here can, uh, <laughs> he can change his face. He's had this gift slash ability, whatever the hell. To, uh, you know, completely change his face since he was but a young lad. And then the camera swings to look at him in the mirror and he's got a different face. So that's two faces we've seen now. Let's keep track of, what is it? It winds up being like seven because he does like two here. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, he does. Because there's the OG face. OG face and he does two in the mirror. He does two in the mirror. And the four dudes. And then he turns into three guys. Oh. So it's six? Six. The six of them are dying. <laughs> we see this other man that he turns into, and then he takes the cigarette out of his mouth and he ashes it, and the camera follows his hand down, then comes back up, and he's a third different man in mm-hmm. the mirror. Man in the mirror. Oh. Um, <laughs> listen, I could launch into ABBA pretty quick, because they do have uh-huh. one of us uh-huh. this time. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I won't. Uh-huh. The four of us are dying! Well, that's enough. You're very songy today. I really am. I don't like it, but I am. I'm gonna blame Starman. Because ever since I started playing Starman again, you just start, you keep busting out singing. You keep busting out Starman. You, were bu- like, you went to walk the dog and you were busting out on uh, outside. And just, I could hear you as you walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starman. There you go. <laughs> Waiting in the sky. Hammy um, doesn't know that song. Hasn't come out yet. Yeah, he died before that song came out. Yeah. For real. Then we look over and there's some newspaper clippings just over on... Obituaries. Oh, yep, they're obits uh, over on his bed. Which, you know, that's what I carry around. Yeah, that's what I walk around with when I'm... Casing the joint. Yeah. The joint being other people's lives that I can identity steal. Yeah. Yep. We, get, we just get like a quick shot of outside to remind us that we're outside <laughs> again. Uh, Dancing Grill is one of the neon signs that I noticed. It's very good. Hammy's looking at one of the clippings about a musician who was killed. His name is John Foster. He died at a railroad crossing. We can get all that from our, our little clipping here. Hammy... Tucks the obit down into his his suit and he leaves the hotel to go off out into the night. 
And we got those Dutch angles out on the street again. It's always Dutch outside. Yep, it's always Dutch outside. It's always... He's in the Netherlands, it's so Dutch outside. <laughs> I was going to make, you know, a study in Philadelphia joke, but it doesn't quite work. I mean, you still can. No, because it's, it's always it's always Dutch outside, so that's already the play on it. Fair enough. Unless you say it's always Dutchy and... No, no. It's, a, it's always Dutchy in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Well, it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Fair enough. We should have, we, oh man, we're already 13, but we should have had a Dutch count. True. Shit. It's too late now. It's too late. <laughs> Jesus. I can't stop. <sighs> I hate it. Um, thanks, I hate it. Me at me. Club Bonanza is another neon sign that's outside. Same. Good. I own that. I'll be dancing grill, you be Club Bonanza. We're at war. Oh no. <laughs> I thought we could be friends. Oh. That's what you thought. Oh no. <laughs> that's just how it is on the main streets of the, Neon Sign Alley. The Dutch streets of New York. <laughs> the Dutch streets of New York. <laughs> Did you know old New York was once New Amsterdam? <laughs> when I changed it, I can't say. Yeah? People just like to better that way. Yeah? Get it out of your system, man. No. <laughs> no. no. We're just going to bury that real deep. <laughs> Hammy's out walking on the Dutch streets, and uh, he sees a couple making out on a bench. You know. As you do. They're just doing that. And then we uh, cut to the inside of a club. And there's a lady playing the piano. And she's singing uh, One More for the Road. She's got a nice voice. Yeah. She's a talented musician lady. And we see that Hammy has come to this club. And he's watching her. And he watches her finish up the, the song. And she gets up and she goes... And some drunk at the bar tries to grab her. And he's like, hey, Maggie, what's up? I don't think we mentioned that Hammy already changed his face to one of the Opic guys. He doesn't. No, he, he, not yet? he doesn't until... Yeah, he walks into the, the club. He's got his own face on. He doesn't change until he walks up to Maggie's table. He doesn't. He learns her name by watching a drunk grab her and call her her name. Mm-hmm. I have many questions about how he knows things. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about what he's doing here. A lot of questions. Well, not like, every scene he goes to. Yeah, but like how his performances are going and where he's getting the information. He yeah. Has and what informs the performances that he gives these people. Yeah. So yeah, some, some drunk rye. Drunk rye. Some drunk rye. A drunk guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nail it. He grabs Maggie and she's like, okay, none of this. I really wish we got more of her because she's a good character. Like, yeah. I would have liked to see more of her. Yeah. And she's like, no thanks, none of this. I'm going to drink by myself. I'm going to go sit down at this table. Hammy goes over to her. We only see her reaction to this because she's just kind of looking, but then she sees him and she, she's suddenly really surprised as John Foster, mm. aka Hammy with a different face on. Johnny! Johnny boy! He he comes up to the table and he's, you know, got the face of a dead man now. <laughs> he takes the drink from her and he's like, hey, if you can't drink well, don't drink. Okay. I just won't drink with you, thanks. Okay, bye. 
<laughs> and she asks if she's seeing a ghost, which is definitely a fair question. And he's like, yeah, you know, I came down here to see how sad people were about me dying. Right? Uh, you know, the dream. That's like in Brooklyn when Gina has uh, people call saying she's dead. Oh, Like yeah. her grandmother, she's like, you should be straight up wailing, you cold, you stone cold bitch. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And so Maggie in particular has very clearly been upset after having heard about Johnny dying on the radio. He didn't die on the radio. She heard about it on the radio. Um, Johnny got hit by a train. <laughs> on the radio. On the radio. His, uh, you know, his car was just on some tracks, I guess, mm-hmm. and got hit by a train. Johnny kind of sounds like suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Johnny. Damn, Johnny. Damn. She's like, oh man, after you died, I can only sing the blues. Yada yada. He's like, nah, that wasn't me. That was just some other guy driving my car and wearing my clothes and with my dental records. <laughs> you know, like normal. Yeah. Just like completely real and normal. Well, she asked him, she's like, why, why didn't you tell anybody that you were still alive? And he's like, oh, because I wanted to get away from all of this. And we get this brief cut back to the band where there's... <laughs> There's a dude just standing there playing trumpet. Yeah. But no, we must shame him. Shame this trumpet, man. Yeah. He's like, I wanted to get out there and do something new. And so, you know, he's acting acting really, like, bombastically, like, yeah, all right. And, like, Maggie believes this. She's like, yeah, that sounds like you. (laughs) Yeah. This checks out. You sure had dreams. (laughs) You were always way out, Johnny Foster. Apparently he can... Archie Hammer can just walk up in here and start saying stuff, and it's a believable. Well, I think his is the most believable. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, yeah, he's a musician, and yeah, he died, and okay, she liked him. His life is, I, I imagine, isn't very complicated, <laughs> unlike the other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think his is, this is the most believable he can get out of the three guys that we see. True. But yeah, I don't know why he didn't just stick with this. Me either. I, I thought about the second time we watched it, I thought about that because yeah, he walks out and he's like, oh man, yeah, to be loved by a woman like that or something. Yeah. And it's like, does keeping a different face, like, is it hard for you? Will you wake up and you, like, it changes back when you sleep? Uh, there, yeah, there's there's logistics to his power we don't... Because, yeah, that's a pretty to. sly life. Yeah. Only setback is that eventually she would want to play an instrument with you, probably. Possibly. And you'd have to be like, or, no, I forget. <laughs> or she'd be like, hey, Johnny, remember that time? And you'd have to be like, uh... uh <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Johnny, don't you remember I always said I hated such and such? Uh, no. Johnny, these are your parents. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, he says how much he'd like that life. Yeah. It's like, dude, just stay Johnny. And he's like, um, oh, morning is really flattering on you. It's so great how sad you are for me being dead. And she compares herself to Electra, which is, I think, a really odd comparison. So Electra, for anyone who... May not know. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Electra is basically like a, and this is really reductive, but it's like a female version of Oedipus, where Oedipus killed his father without knowing about it, yada yada. 
Electra took revenge on her mother for having killed her father. So, her father was Agamemnon, who went to... The, I, this is a real deep dive into Greek mythology, I guess. Um, so he went to, you know... Greek fuckers we were just talking about yesterday. You know, all those <laughs> Greek fuckers. He came back from the, the Trojan War with, like, a new wife... <laughs> and so he's like, hey, here's this princess I stole from Troy. She's my wife now. And so I think Electra's mother had also remarried. Okay. Because they thought Agamemnon was dead, I guess. And so he comes back. He's also got a new wife. So her mother, like, kills him? It's it's left kind of ambiguous, but he Agamemnon dies. And so then Electra and her brother, like, go killed her mother. They t- take revenge on her mother. I don't understand her her comparison then. I'm like, that's so dumb. I I don't know. I can tell you what would have been a better comparison <laughs> would have been Orpheus. Yeah. Who was, again, for anyone who may not know, Orpheus had a, a good, good nymph wife and he was super good at playing the liar. And then, I don't remember if a God killed his wife because he was like, I'm so damn good at playing the liar, I'm better than everyone, including probably Apollo. Yeah, Apollo is the one who plays the, all the musical instruments. So then Apollo's like, well, what if I just killed your wife because that's the way we do. <laughs> um, so I don't remember if that's what happens or if she just dies. But then he goes down into the underworld to get his wife back and Hades is like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, if you walk out of here and you don't turn around and look at her ever, then you can have her back. And he almost makes it. Actually, he makes it. He's out in the light outside of the underworld. But he doesn't wait until she's also out of the underworld and then he turns around and then she's gone forever. Um, so yeah, you know, that would have been better. For some reason, when I was in third, fourth, yeah, fifth, fourth, fifth, fifth, great, sixth grade, I think. Okay. We dove so deep into that story, I don't know why. It's a good one. It is, but we were we're only sixth grade babies. <laughs> we couldn't you know. even we could barely pronounce those names. <laughs> but yeah, we we had like a whole big project on that whole just that one. Just that one story. Really? Yeah. I don't remember I mean we, we didn't go to the same school. I know, but I <laughs> I don't remember doing any doing such a deep dive on I, one story. I don't even remember how it got brought up. You know, there's like, you know, you get older and there's like, you know, oh, a Shakespeare section or whatever, yeah, yeah, Odyssey yeah. section. There was no, I don't remember, because it was all social studies. Well, yeah, no, this wasn't social studies. This was just fucking English, I guess. Okay. Or just reading. I don't know. But yeah, we, we dove deep with... Dove with deep that. into the story of Orpheus? Yeah. The Storpheus? And we, half of us couldn't pronounce that at all. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, it's got a PH in it. Yeah. That'll fuck up some children. Well, even his wife's name, we are just like, I yeah? Don't, I don't remember what his wife's name is to you. Uh, from all your studies. If I can, I, I can spell it, but if I can pronounce it correctly. Uh, Eurydice? Yeah. 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 Because everyone's like, yeah, Eurydice. And it's like, no, it's Eurydice. No. Yeah, we, we dove so deep. I don't know why. I don't. It's a it's a good story. I don't remember. I like it. I think it's fun. It is. I like it a lot too. Uh, I'm not, glad I know it. Not fun, but like you know, I good. I don't know how it even got started. There was no Greek section. We didn't do. We didn't learn any other stories. 
I mean, a lot of the other ones are, you know... Pretty violent. Violent or <laughs> sexually violent. Yeah. Or, you know, like, not great for sex. I love that the story about a dude's wife who died is, like, the most appropriate one for kids in sixth grade. <laughs> Like, kudos to my teacher, because, you know, we learned about it, but yeah, she was really cool, but it was, it was looking back on it now, and I'm like, I was in sixth grade. <laughs> like, in the time, you're like, yeah, cool, Greek stuff, but no, you look back, and you're like, what the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you, did you guys ever have, like, an, um, like, an Egyptian unit? Vaguely, I remember right. that. Very vaguely. You you weren't one of those kids who got real deep into Egyptian mythology. Well, no, I I do love it, but just in school, mm-hmm. we we didn't learn too much about it. Yeah, we, I I deep myself. Had a, we had actually, we might have done like Egyptian and Greek Roman. Mm. <laughs> I really don't think they made much of a division between the two, even though they were several hundred years apart. And I'm we, like, we just any topic ever in sixth grade. No gods, no masters. <laughs> I mean, sixth grade, no gods, no masters. Yeah. They're like, and this is just English class. It was like, that wasn't even social studies. Yeah. No, we did social studies. Yeah. But we didn't learn about this in social studies. This was, we read something, we dove deep into it. No gods, no masters. No gods, no masters. Anyway, Orpheus would be a more apt, uh... (laughs) I'm thinking. For what I'm thinking. Doing. Rod was deep in that, and he thought he made a really cool connection. Or the actually, Rod didn't write this. This was, I think. A, well, we don't know if the short story had that. Yeah, we don't know if the short story had it. Or, or it could have been. Said. It could have been the short story, or Rod added it. I don't know. We'll never know because he probably rewrote it to for TV. You know. Yeah. He, yeah. You know the teleplay. Yeah. Rod did a lot of the teleplays. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get back out of the Greek. Let's uh, step on out of the, the the Greek world. I mean, we could just keep talking about Greek stuff. Um, we could. We could. But then we might go to that book I hate, and then I won't want to talk about that ever oh, yeah, on no, record. No, no, no. Ever. <laughs> we we will never speak of that book on a recording. Fucking watch it. Like we get like one question from a viewer. Hey, what was that book she hated? Go away. The one and only <laughs> question we we. 13 episodes in. No have, comment. 13 episodes in, have not received emails from any viewers. <laughs> Whoops. But even if you ask us about the book that Liz hates, we won't talk about it. We won't. Unfortunately. No. We will not be discussing that book. No. <laughs> so Maggie asks uh, how long Johnny plans on being around. And he's like, yeah, you know, not, not super long. I want you to come with me. You know, we'll go out to Chicago and be wild and free, man. You know. Was it like Chicago or somewhere? Yeah, it's Ch- <laughs> I think he lists Chicago, Detroit, <laughs> or San Francisco. Okay. You know, the, the only big, cities. Yeah, the only cities. The only cities. And so she, yeah, she's real happy. She's like, yeah, all right. You make me whole again. She's so pleased. And it's really sad. Mm-hmm. That she's being lied to right now. I also really want to know, like, their connection. Like, her connection to Johnny. Yeah. Like, if they were actually dating, or they wanted to, or what. Just really... I mean, they, they smooch, so maybe they were dating. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they were just smoochers. They could have just been smoochers. Yeah, friends with smoochers. <laughs> friends with smooch fits <laughs> There. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. So after the smooch, uh, Johnny Hammer here is like... 
Hammy. Hammy. Johnny Hammy. Johnny Hammy. John Hammy. John Ham. <laughs> Fuck, we cracked it. Go home, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, John Ham. <laughs> what a disaster. <laughs> this episode's a mess. Okay. Who missed us? I want to say something I actually should have said at the top of the show. I don't think this episode translates very well no. to an audio medium. No. Nope. It relies very much on seeing which face this man has. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to depict it all very well for you guys. I don't know. Yeah, go go watch this one. It's... Unless you're face blind, then never watch this oh, one. Oh, yeah, this episode is a face blind nightmare. Nightmare. So, Just... uh, John Hamm. I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, he says, he's like, yeah, I'll meet you at the train station and we'll get the the midnight train to Chicago. Leaving on the midnight train to Chicago. Have you seen that SNL skit with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake and they do the Bee Gees? Yes. I love, and they just bring out a song and I love that episode. All those, those skits so much. I love, I can't believe we're going to talk about Jimmy Fallon again. Um, I really like... When he does, and I don't think it was on SNL, I think it was just on his show, but his, um, I think it's a Neil Young impression. He, I don't know if he still does it very much, but there was a series of, such a deep dive into early 2000s pop culture, but that, that dude who was on American Idol. Yeah. Who was like one of those famous bad contestants who sang the Pants on the Ground song. Uh Uh-huh. And then Jimmy Fallon did... Neil Young does the pants on the ground song. Of course he did. Oh my god. It was actually it was decent. Jimmy Fallon get some decent stuff out there, yeah. He's he's out there making some decent stuff. Yeah. But I I I just I think about that sometimes and I'm like, man Boy <laughs> What a time to be alive. <laughs> he's like, alright, I'll See you later at the train station. And she's like, yeah, totally. I'm down. She's DTF. Down to flee. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, bye. And he walks out. And as he's walking out, the... Uh, the Trump, the lone trumpet player that he the, hates. The poor trumpet boy he made fun of before catches sight of him and is like, holy shit. It's Johnny, everybody. That's Johnny. So he, you know, drops his trumpet and chases him outside. And there's a fun lighting trick here where the lights behind them are really bright, so the two of them are both in shadow. Um, and the dude's like, oh, man, hey, everybody thought you were dead. What's up? Here, let me light your cigarette. So he's got a, a match, and he holds it out, and it's back to being Archie Hammer. And the dude is fucking mortified. He's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Hammy says, uh... I don't know who you're talking to or about, but I'll I'll take that light. And he takes the dude's hand and just pulls it <laughs> forward enough to light a cigarette. The trumpet boy's like, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you were the, the guy inside. <laughs> Johnny? Johnny? <laughs> My boyfriend Johnny? So he uh, just slowly backs away and goes, goes back in the club. Hammy stands out there and he's like, mm, yeah. That life. That feel when GF. That feel when good, good GF. That feel when GF. I could do that. That could be me. And then he fucking walks away again. Well, yeah, because he's gonna. His. 
plan, I believe, is to, you know, meet her. He's going to meet her at the train station later and continue his life as Johnny Foster forever. Like, I don't understand. Oh, I thought his plan was just to ditch as many people and get as much shit in one night as he could. I guess. I don't know. Which is kind of what he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what he winds up doing. Yeah, like, here's what I, like, thought his plan was here. Go get girl, set up... Meet at train station at midnight. Which, first question, how does he know there is a girl? Exactly. Yeah. And where how she'll be. Where does he get this knowledge? <sighs> yeah. Step two. Go be other dude. Get money. Get money. Step three. Go to train station with money and girl. Step four. Skip town. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. <laughs> <laughs> the most iconic meme. <laughs> Um, uh, such a meme. So, like, that's what I thought he was out here I th- for. I thought his plan, because, you know, con man, I just thought, you know, I'll get my kicks tricking this girl, get my kicks getting this money, and then I'll leave town again. Yeah. That's, that's, I thought he was true dick in this episode. But yeah, he, yeah. Which I, I guess I overlooked of him being like, yeah, I could have that life. I thought yeah. he was just reminiscing. But you thought he was, you know, making a plan, which both are valid, yeah. but he probably was making a plan. <laughs> but, like, I don't know how that plan would have worked if he planned to be Johnny Foster forever. Yeah. Or eventually reveal his fucking secret and be like, be so, like... No, no one can accept that. No, no one can no accept one. that is no one. thing. You have a moth friend on your computer. Do I? Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no one can accept that. No one would accept that. Well... He tries to make somebody accept that and then runs out of time. Yeah. Because, you know, he can't concentrate long enough to change his fucking face. We'll talk about that later. As he's standing out there, reminiscing about this love he hopes to have, because, you know, he won't build a love with anybody with his own fucking face. He's got to go steal it. Well, a dude who can change his face is going to have a shit ton of insecurities. I guess, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Steal everything that other people made rather than making anything yourself, I guess. Boom. Fucking. He's seen. Yeah. He's fucking seen. Like, seen and red. Seen and red. Um, we hear Maggie singing in the bar and she's singing like a nice song now. She's like, oh, how wonderful to be in love. Whatever the hell. Hammy's like, yeah. And he strides off into the night and we see some more neon signs. Always oh, Dutch. Uh, always Dutch, always neon. And uh, we're back at the Hotel Real. Which is how much a night? <laughs> how much do you pay for this hotel a night? Okay, so... <laughs> the narration back in the beginning said that this was three eighty a night. With I, a decimal point. I naturally assumed, being a person living here in the year of our Lord 2018, that it was $380 a night. No, when I watch it with closed captioning, it is $3.80 a night, and I hate. You hate so much. I hate. Hey, listeners, (laughs) I hate. (laughs) There's so much hate. Oh, I hate it so much. Um, So back in his implausibly cheap hotel, (laughs) uh, the next clipping Hammy here has picked up is an obituary for Virgil Sturig. Who... He needs a new name. A... Virgie. Virgin. <laughs> Virgin Sturig. Vir- Virgin Stew. Virgin Stew. Okay. Virgin Surge. 
Is he charging up? He's kind of fucking lunch geared someone. He's charging up his virginity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Virgin searches his ultimate move in the new fighting game I'm making based on the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's pick a player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like Mortal Kombat, but. <laughs> it's like Super Smash Brothers, but way better. <laughs> Next up, the Virgin Sir. Or is he a fucking wrestler? <laughs> this is also for my wrestling AU I'm making based off the Twilight Zone. God. Sweet Lord. So, uh, Virgin Surge. I can't even say this one. Uh, Virgil. Virgie. The brief shot we get of his obit describes him as a uh, local hoodlum. Same. <laughs> Same, yeah. Uh, found dead in the river, whatever of some whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Found got shot and dumped in the river. Hammy here squints at the paper. His face changes and he's like, <laughs> "How'd it feel dying in that cold river, eh, bitch?" And then he just leaves. Same. <laughs> um. Yeah, this one gets to me the most with his info. Oh, his info. I was gonna say his face is really oh no similar. The, his inf of you know you read an obituary of some dude got shot in the gut and jumped in the river which yeah okay maybe he was in the mob that that's obviously a mob hit he knows how to find the guy who did it yeah and he like just came to town yeah he knows the guy who did it how to find him he knows his name like he, he knows what Virgil was doing he knows his like he knows like oh man I always get this cut when I do a job with you and it's like how does he know does all he of this? this you can guess Johnny, John Ham. You can guess John Ham's life. He was a musician. He loved this chick. That's very simple. He's just living a life. He's just living his best music boy life. Yeah. This guy, this little bitch in the river, there's so much background that he just suddenly knows. Yeah. Where are you getting all of this? It's fucking wild. Because it's like the news, the obituary is not going to be like, oh yeah, mob hit. No. They're not going to confirm anything. They're not going to tell you the mob hit in the obit, which is all he's going on. Go see Mr. Parnell for all the details. Yeah. Like, I, this, yeah, this. Next of kin, Mr. Parnell. Like, yeah. Fucking what? This one gets to me the most, like, angry, because there's no explanation. Mm. Especially when the next one is clueless. The next one, he just changes to something and steps right into a hole. Yeah. A big old hole of a bad life that somebody else had. Yeah. We'll get there. We come back from the act break and, uh... Virgin Ham is, uh... Virgie Ham. Virg Ham. Also sounds like a combo move. (laughs) So combo move is, uh... (laughs) Taking the elevator up to a penthouse... And uh, the doorman answers the door, and he's like, "Oh, Mr. Parnell isn't here," but he, you know, just shoves his way yeah. in. He knows he can. Like, <laughs> I, I guess the doorman doesn't know who Virgil is. Well, he might not, because this is like, oh you, yeah, it's possible. Because if you conduct business in a different building, and this is like his personal place, you yeah. know, fair enough. So we see Mr. Is it Parnell or Parnell? Is there an R in there? I fucking don't remember now. I think there is. Okay. Mr. P? I, I have, I think, Pennell just written in my notes, so it must just be Pennell. Chris Parnell, that's what I'm thinking of. Keep him out of this. That's what... 
I didn't. I excuse me, Mr. Pennell. I did not mean. He to would love to play the character of Virgil. He I'm would love sure to play he would. Him. Yeah. Yes. But Mr. Pennell, with no R, uh, is sitting there watching TV, and he's like, "Oh, who is it?" And Virgil's like, "It's me." You know that guy you had killed, <laughs> Mr. Pennell. And so the Mr. Pennell. I'm just gonna keep fucking saying this name over and over. He's wearing like this weird silk smoking jacket. He stands up and is like so in shock that his arm with a beer bottle in it just falls and he smashes his TV. Which you know they were made of you know the thinnest glass ever. Yeah. Or act- actually no, wasn't it like super thick glass? No. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Okay. That it should not break that easy from a beer bottle. Yeah, it really shouldn't. Unless, you know, the thickest beer bottle in existence. <laughs> the thickest beer bottle meets the thickest TV screen. Or the thinnest? This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Virgin Surge. <laughs> Virgin Surge versus Chris Parnell. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris, that you got mixed up in this. Oh, no. How could we? <laughs> Virgil makes a, a couple cracks about how rich Pinnell is. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. That shit's expensive, but, you know, it doesn't mean nothing to you. And, you know, you can get a new beer, too. You, you like that imported stuff, right? I always liked your taste. It was real rich. How does he know how about the imported stuff? Like, How does he know? He's rich. How does he know he's rich? How do he know he was on this certain floor in this certain penthouse? How did he know where he lived? And so Pinnell tries to, like, make a break for his desk, presumably to get some kind of firearm mm-hmm. to remove this man from his home. Virgil, like, grabs him by the arm and is like, sit down, we're gonna have a talk. Pinnell's like, this is great, I'm so happy you're alive. It's super. Virgil's like, uh, then why do you look, you know, super not happy? Because you shouldn't be happy at all to see me, because you had me killed. You thought I was dead. What? How does he know? Does he, how does how he, does he find know? any... I really wish we got to know how he knows fucking any of this. That's why I'm so mad. Understandable, yeah. Like, it's a great character, but I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. The the dude playing Virgil here, his eyebrows are so much. Yeah, I love it. Like, so much in this fucking huge monologue he's about to give. Love it. About the money that he brought back for Pinnell that he was supposed to get a part of. And then he got shot instead of being paid, you know... Like you do when you're um, a mob man. Alright, I got a question. Okay. So, going back to you thinking that, you know, he met up with Maggie and then he was going to get some money and run away with her. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost, it's kind of feels like he knew the order of events. Like, alright, I'll be Johnny first, make a plan with the chick, then I'll be Virgil, get some money. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like he already knew all of this, too. There were a couple other obits on the bed, too. Like, yeah. He, he had more things he was going to do. Yeah. There was more of a plan going on that he was going to do before things went really poorly for him. Which means he knew all of this stuff about these people before he even became them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to say he could do research before coming to town. Yeah. Or, like, right when he gets to town. Yeah. Like, he can go ask some questions that we we just don't get to see any of this legwork. Like... He seems lazy, though. I don't think he would do that. Yeah, he's cheap and lazy. Yeah. Like, he didn't fucking do anything. He's just going in there riding on the seat of his ass, doing whatever the he's fuck. He's riding on everybody else's coattails. He's a fucking improv king, just going with it. Like, 
I don't know. Virgin Surge here just gives the most <laughs> dramatic fucking monologue about getting shot and pushed in the cold river and how much it sucks for swimming. Like, okay, so this is the... He's doing the kind of dumbass, stupid lie... You put where, too much detail. You, you put too much detail in. Yeah. You keep it nice and vague, and you're fine. He's no. put too much detail into this, and too much feeling. Well, Pinnell falls for it. Yeah, Pinnell falls for it, because Pinnell looks like a dumbass. Yeah. Like, uh, and Pinnell's like, no, 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 I, I still got your money. It's uh, it's over in the desk. Yeah, let me go get it. To go get the gun. <laughs> Virgin Surge is like, no, no, no. I'll go get the money in the desk. And he does. He goes and he gets a big old envelope full of money. He's like, well, this is mine now. <laughs> what about the cut? No, it's mine. And Pinnell's like, no. <laughs> Only 20% of that. Virgin Surge really plays up that, oh no, this is interest for being shot three times and pushed in a cold river. And so he just starts heading for the door. And I want to bring up one piece of decoration in this apartment. There was so much. There was so much, but there's one in particular that's just really bizarre. And it's the anatomical bust that's right next to the door. And it's this super buff torso with this weird-ass long neck and a tiny head. I don't remember that. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to show it to you later. And... Listeners, if you watch this episode, please keep an eye out for it, because it's just so fucking buck wild. <laughs> like, there's a statue of a deer, and there's a face, and yeah, it, whatever. Yeah. Normal things, but then just this fucking bizarre, <laughs> bizarre anatomical bust. And I'm like, okay. Alright. Sure. That's a set design. Right there. And so Pinnell's like, Hey, yeah, did someone, like, get you out of the river before you died? And he's like, nope, I'm a ghost. (laughs) I love that line. Bye. (laughs) The doorman comes back and he's brought two goons with him. Hammy pushes out past him. And Pinnell's like, get him. (laughs) He's got my money. Fucking get him, he's a thief. We start up a, a little chase scene here. Yeah, Hammy's running around. He runs down into an alley. He's trying to, like, hide behind stuff. He trips over a weird, huge rock that's just, like, in the foundation of one of the buildings. <laughs> Knocks his hat off. It finally eventually realizes that he should change his face. And this is suddenly, you know, for plot reasons, when he, like, he can't do it when he's panicking. Like, he has to be actively thinking about yeah, it. Or, you know, calm. Yeah. <laughs> Down at the end of the alley, we can see there's a an old faded poster for a boxing match at the Gotham Arena. It says Gotham Arena up at the top, so clearly this takes place in Gotham. Yeah. And then I can't believe Batman showed up and just beat this man's ass. Can't believe everywhere is Dutch in Gotham. Which actually makes... It's pretty... Yeah, that makes sense. That, that That's tra- on brand. That tracks for Gotham aesthetics, <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> and the, uh... We cut quick from... Uh, Hammy down at the end of the alley there to some goons running at him down an obviously painted backdrop. Yep. And so Hammy's like, oh, come up with a face. Uh, you know, just any any face. Go back to your normal face. No. Like you did before when you left the club. You idiot. Literally, that should be the easiest thing. That should like, be the easiest like, you don't, you should Just without thinking, you should be able to just have your normal face. 
He looks at that boxing poster and is like, Done. Nailed it. <laughs> Boom. We get a close-up on the, the boxing poster, and then it kind of zooms out, and Hammy turns around, and he's got the boxer's face now. There's a lot of, like, neat editing with the, with the face changes that I think makes this episode worth watching. Yeah. For all that, all the camera tricks they're pulling off. And, you know, the goons see him and stop dead in their tracks. They're like, oh, Hammy's gonna get away with this again. <laughs> Where someone's trying to talk to him, or get him, yeah. and he just weasels right out of it. And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, he's like, what did I do? Uh, he's playing dumb. But you can also tell that he's still really nervous. I really like this dude's performance in particular because he's got... There's a lot of layers going on here in this yeah, cause This particular stage of... Johnny was okay. Virgin Surge was over the top. Virgin Surge was a little too much. This dude's got... He's good. Subtly to his performance. Yeah. I didn't write down his name. He's in another episode of The Twilight Zone, though. Where he like played, you didn't write down the characters? Name? I didn't write down the Andy... Marshak or something okay. is the name of the character. I didn't write down the actors. Name. Oh, okay. This actor playing the boxer uh, stars in another episode. Did you look at all of them? I did look at all of them. The other ones are kind of nobody's. They weren't anybody I recognized. Okay. All character actors, so they were in like you know one episode of fifty shows. Yeah. For thirty years. Yeah. But um, yeah, this dude, this dude's in another episode that's really strange because I remember the one that he's in. The goons are like, oh, we, we thought you were somewhere else. And then, you know, just... It pretty much is a dead-end alley. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you did you fucking see anybody else? <laughs> this, and when he escapes from the detective later, spoiler alerts, I'm like, there's no fucking way you got away with this. Well, because with the detective, he can at least go back in the building. Yeah, but like... To have that switch so that, fast, yeah. That foyer is empty. He's still in the spinning door. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's just fucking buck wild how he gets away with this so many times. Until he doesn't. Everyone's really dumb in Dutch Gotham. Which, um, you know, Dutch Gotham named my new fucking band. Honestly. <laughs> or is it uh, Gay Baseline's new album? Oh, fuck Gay Baseline. Did you forget? Have you forgotten the... the we fa- have not talked about Gay Baseline in a very long time. Have you forgotten the face of your Gay Baseline? <laughs> yes. Oh no. We haven't talked about that in so long. Love gay baseline. Hammy thinks he's gotten off scot-free again. He comes out of the alley lighting up a cigarette. And we see an old man running a newsstand who catches sight of him and recognizes him. Dun, dun, dun. What are the fucking odds, honestly? And so he he comes up to Hammy here and he calls him Andy. So that's how we find out what... what Andy Hammy. And, obviously, uh, Hammy here doesn't know who this is, so he, you know, fakey fakes playing along using those con man skills that he has. Yeah. This is a good exchange, too, because he's, you can hear, like, the discovery in his voice of him kind of feeling it out, trying to get information without giving too much away that, you know, he's a fucking dummy. Well, so the... The guy gives it away. He's like, oh, you feeling punchy? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to go with that. <laughs> Again, improv king here. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the old man's like, oh, you're punchy, which refers to punch drunk, which uh, do you have a concussion yeah. is what he's asking. Because he was a boxer. Because he was a boxer. Um, he's like, why don't you recognize me? And so the dude's like, oh, no, and he says, um, yeah, we met once, like a long time ago. Uh, sorry, I don't. 
I don't remember you. Am I supposed to know you? And he's like, yeah, I'm your fucking dad. <laughs> or I was before you were dead to me. You asshole. And he's like, yeah, you ran out on us and you broke your mother's heart and, quote, did dirt to a girl. Yeah, we don't get to really know what he did, but it must have been really bad. I don't know if he, like, left her at the altar or what. Or, like, knocked you know. her up and skipped, skipped down. Like, what's what did he do? I need to know. I want to know what he did. But I also just realized that the dad wouldn't have known he was dead. Was he? He wasn't dead. We have no proof that Andy was dead. True. Oh, yeah, he wasn't an obituary. Yeah. Okay. Andy wasn't an obit. He was on that poster. That's, okay. Marshak is just walking around yeah. like a regular dude. Yeah. And this is, you know. Can you imagine? The dad has this confrontation with him. And, like, the result, and then he fucking sees him again. He's like, what the hell? What the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I really want to know what he does to this girl. Yeah, I really want to know what he fucking did to this girl. Because, yeah, the dad's like, you're dead to me, and I hate your guts. You fucked over your mom. You fucked over this girl. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And so. Just, just a horrible, shitty person. Apparently, he's a real scumbag. <laughs> yeah. So, and he just tries to leave. Understandable. It's like, I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah. It's a lot of conflict right when you get a new face. It's like, I stepped right into this hole. <laughs> this new face came with problems that I did not foresee. But the old man is like, haha, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're just going to walk away when things get tough, you know, just like you used to. You know, you just step on people when they're in your way. Like, just drag him. Because also, that's what Hammy did. Yeah. Does, presumably, all the time. Yeah. Like, this... This man is reading him, and he doesn't even know it. (laughs) And so the old man just starts hollering. He's like, hey, everybody, come see this fucking punk. Come see this asshole punk who's spitting his mother's eye. Hammy just pushes him down, shoves this man to the ground. The old man is acting, like, a lot. Yeah. Very, capital A, acting for so many people in this episode. While he's on the ground, he's like, look at the monster. Look at... My son! (laughs) My boy! He just starts... He starts crying. It's sad, but... That's my boy! That's my boy! Back at the hotel, still with Andy's face. Hammy's packing up all his stuff real quick. Time to go. Gotta go. Gotta take this money that I stole. Go get that girl that I talked to. Go get out of town. And he hears somebody unlock the hotel door. You know, the hotel room door, not just the hotel door. So he quickly goes and he hides behind the door. And we see a manager. And immediately look behind the door. Yeah, like he just knew. <laughs> what are you doing there? Um, you always hide behind the door? <laughs> and that's a good exchange. Like when he's, yeah, when, when somebody's entering my room and I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. But when he looks behind the door, Hammy's got his, his OG face on now. His Hammy Ham. He's back to his his ham mug. So, <laughs> I don't know why I like the phrase ham mug. Yeah, the dude's like, all right, you ever been to Detroit? And he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, you would say that. Um, <laughs> I'm here to arrest you. You can have two phone calls at the station. I want to know why he just, like, was able to just unlock, like, warrant? Like, A warrant? Like, you can't just walk in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know all the... The legal, legal, uh... Legalese. All the legalese behind going and opening a hotel. Because a hotel... It's not yours. That's not yours. Yeah. That's not private property. I think 
if if they have a warrant, they can turn over a, a key. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe the laws were even different back then. Where they're probably shittier. Yeah, they're probably wasted. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I'm a cop. Give me the keys. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, get that criminal. Yeah. I fully believe you, because it's the 1950s. And cops are cops. Yep. Actually, it wasn't the 1950s anymore. This episode Ooh. aired on January 1st, 1960. Ooh. This was New Year's Day, 1960. Damn. So long ago. Blessed. That's kind of... That's... That's nice. So now, like, they still do reruns on New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh, maybe by the time this comes out, the Fourth uh, of July maybe uh, marathon will have gone on, and maybe. I hope everyone watched lots of Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> I know I will. Because <laughs> I somehow don't watch enough. No, we don't. Even though I make a show about <laughs> it. So Hammy's like, "Yeah, can I go get my coat?" And so he, he goes to get, it and the detectives immediately like. Oh, where is it, Hammer? Is it up on the roof? He's like, it's in the closet. You fucking demo. Leave me alone. But he's, uh, I guess gone longer than the detective wanted him to be. Uh, so he whips out his gun and walks over there. I, I like, I don't know if you were supposed to expect him to have changed his face. Yeah. So then it's a surprise when he hasn't. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think that's what. That's why they like you make sure they don't you don't see him again. Yeah, because we're so used to like you know he's at a shot for a second and his face is gone again and obviously he's in trouble. So you, yeah, you definitely expect him to have a different face again. Yeah, he if he changed his face here though, if, yeah, he would not fucking get out of it. Nope. Why is there another man in here? I don't understand. Me, the detective. I guess I'll arrest both of them. Whatever. Hammy's like, yeah, okay, let's uh, let's go. So they leave the hotel room and they they go outside again. They walk through this empty foyer and they go to the spinny spinny door. As Hammy's coming out, he runs back in to spin again, and I'm so <laughs> mad because this never fucking would have worked. No, because he's definitely not out of the detective's line of sight at any point. But he's out of the camera's line of sight, which means he gets to change his face. Because that's how it works. I guess. But he turns into into Andy. He turns his face back to the, the boxer. The detective falls for this shit, even though he literally just saw him. He's a fucking detective. Or he, he, <laughs> he's a fucking detective, yeah. You know, fucking detective with no logical reasoning skills. <laughs> <laughs> So he grabs him and he's like, hey, oh, excuse me, sir. Did you see a man in there? <laughs> Christ. So he's like, no, I didn't see anybody. But the, you know, the detective just drops this and goes back in because obviously Hammer's still in there. God. Hammy lights a cigarette thinking he's, you know, off scot-free again. But no, because the old man is there. Andy Hammy's dad followed him. <laughs> The old man's there, and he's like, hey, Andy, what's up? You got a real big debt that you got to pay off right now for being such an asshole to so many people. And he's got a gun. <laughs> I have this gun. Yeah. And, uh... Mm, what you say? That's really mad. I've done that before in an episode, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> Dear Hammy, by the time you read this... <laughs> yeah. 
I think that is particularly suited to all... Dear Johnny, by the time you read this, he will have shot you, <laughs> and then also shot Virgil and Andy. Uh, God. Hammy's like, whoa, no, hey, for serious now? I didn't do anything. You got the wrong guy. I didn't do this. You have the wrong man. But he can't change his face, because he's panicking, because mm-hmm. the man's holding the gun to him. He's like, no, like, really, hold on, just fucking think of a face. Come on, change your face. I can do it. Go back to your fucking face, idiot. Just go back to your normal-ass face. Yeah. Boom. Just do it. Just do it. Mercifully, the old man fucking shoots him, so we can be done. Rather than watch him struggle to change his fucking face, which is a skill he's had for 36 years, but somehow can't do under pressure. And so, uh, you know, he lays there dying in the street, and we get some fade in, fade out, as his face presumably just fluctuates between all these different men, Yeah, which... I would want to see this episode be rebooted if only to get that fucking buck wild sequence of a bunch of shifting faces mm-hmm. done with CGI mm-hmm. at CBS. <laughs> what? Because CBS is all access. Uh, is, that's where the new Twilight Zone lives. Uh, CBS does own this. Okay. At Jordan Peele and CBS all access. Yeah. Because you're going to put this on your streaming service rather than broadcast it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Bad business decisions. Fine. Um, make this Buckwild reboot. And so the closing narration comes in and it's like, yeah, this was, uh, you know, Archie Hammer and Johnny Foster and Virgin Surge and uh, <laughs> Andy... What's his name? Andy M. Marback. Marchand. Mar- 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 Marchand. Mar- no, that's one of the Bruins players. Yeah, um, Mar... Mar... Andy, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Who Marvin, gives a shit? Mar-back? Who cares? He was all these men, and now all these men are dying. Even though two of them were already dead. Confirmed. And maybe Andy was dead too. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what real Andy was even doing with himself? I just think it's funny that, you know, the dad is right there, and then down an alley, you could have seen his son's face for boxing, like... Yeah. <laughs> You ran! You ran out on us! It's like you you live in the same town, basically. Yeah. Probably your son's still around, or he went somewhere else to do boxing. Unless I don't know. the boxing match was that big, but I doubt it. Just ending shot of this old man standing over this corpse. Even though there's a cop in the building next there's, to him, there's a fucking detective in the building. Yeah, yeah. What we don't see is you know him coming out and being like, "What the fuck?" No, I think the old man just walks away, doesn't he? No, he stands he just, there. He's still standing there. And then the there. camera pans back up Ugh. and basically goes out the way it came into the episode. We pan back up over the the neon signs and then back over up over the skylight. And that's, you know... God. End of the episode. So did you like this episode? It had its moments. I feel the same way. Yeah. It had its, a real bunch of moments. If I could know more... If there was a more, like, definitive way of how he knew things, Mm. or it's either across the board he knew a lot of things, or he didn't know anything, I'd like it a lot more. Yeah. But there's so many questions, because he knew a little about Johnny, he knew everything about the other guy. Um, But you you don't want to say Virgin Surge? 
No, I don't want to say Virgin Surge. Okay. Um, and then he knew not like he like obviously he wasn't an obit, but he didn't know anything about the last guy. I enjoy that he didn't know anything about Andy. Yeah, but I just because he the stepped inc- straight into that hole. The inconsistency though, yeah, drives me crazy. Definitely the inconsistency between what he knew about Johnny and what he knew about Virgil is yeah that kind of sucks. But I do like that he just changed his face and didn't know that that guy. Hey, that guy. Yeah. There's a lot to deal with right there. Yeah. And you also immediately ran into his dad. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> his dad with a gun. Here's my OC. A dad with a gun. Okay, what's his name? Um. <laughs> gun dad. <laughs> I was about to say gun daddy. Uh-uh. Oh, that's a whole new meaning. It's a whole different OC right there. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. I'm throwing this... OC in the recycling bin. I'll take pieces of him and make a new OC. Okay, fine. <laughs> I guess. It's your uh, choice. Okay. Thank you for respecting my choice <laughs> to not foster this particular <laughs> OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To not foster the firearm father. <laughs> I like that one. I like that. God. That's a good one. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to say about this episode? No. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. If if we're done talking about it, we can be done talking about it. Yeah. Want to hear what we're watching next time? Heck yeah. So I don't know if it'll be next week. I mean, it'll be next week by the time people hear it. But yeah. when we record, who knows? So uh, next time we'll be watching episode 14. Third from the Sun. Not Third Rock from the Sun. I miss that show, though. I never watched that show. I'd watch random episodes when I was probably way too young. <laughs> okay, so you can make all the Third Rock from the Sun jokes you want. Okay. And I won't know any of them. Oh, okay. 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 Like, I didn't know that show was about aliens. Really? I really didn't. <laughs> you just thought it was a weird family? I had no, I had no <laughs> idea what even it was about. I was just like, why is it called that? What is the third rock from the sun? I was like, I understand that the earth is the third rock from the sun because I'm a know-it-all... <laughs> Science nerd. I'm a know-it-all fucking smartass. Yeah. But, you know, why is it called that? I'll never watch the show and find out here in the year 1997 or whatever the fuck it yeah, was. Yeah, I'm looking up when did it come out. It was... It was 90... a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1996. Oh, it was so close. I mean, it was probably on 97 as well. And there was... Until 2001? What? That's way too many. There's six seasons. That's too much of that show. I had no idea. Okay, well... um... Oh my gosh. Um, Tune into my new podcast of rewatching Third Rock from the Sun. Okay. Which I really want to do now, but I won't do it. Alright. Well, you can run that one, and then I'll I'll be the one who doesn't take any notes. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, because I'm third from the sun, the Twilight Zone episode that we're going to watch next time. With atomic war on the horizon, a scientist and his co-worker plot to board their families on a spaceship and escape to another planet. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see what thwarts that, because there's going to be some thwarting. There will probably be some thwarting, yes. Thwarting. Thwarting. Yes. Well, in the meantime, everyone, if you would like to get in touch with us, ask us about anything except...
except <laughs> that book that Liz hates. And that Jess hates by proxy because I hate it. Yeah. And I told her about all the bad things about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how Jess learns about media now. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> Fuck if I watch or read anything. <laughs> I love the system, so... It's a great system, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, let's watch this. All right. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email the show at spookyspotpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the Spooky Spot. If you would like to hear more of me talking, you can find me on the podcast Lupin Lottery, which you can find on the internet. The narration at the beginning of our episodes is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her online on Tumblr and Twitter at totalspiffage or totalspiffage.tumblr.com. Again, thanks for being cool with the fact that we just weren't around for a fucking <laughs> month. Yeah. Uh, until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> Am I spooky? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Go to bed. Go to bed! (laughs) (laughs) Alright.